0: podcast, man. I want to welcome y'all back to another week, uh, from our regular listeners. I'm definitely glad to keep rolling with us. And for any first time listeners, whether you're on iHeartRadio, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts, welcome, welcome, welcome to Vantage Point. I'm so glad you're here. Um, just real quick before we jump into anything else, I want to just remind everyone of a series we just finished called Father Figures. Um, if you haven't heard that series or, or maybe heard pieces of it, I strongly encourage you Uh, go back, give a listen, uh, rate, review all of those awesome things. It was an eight part series has some amazing guests. Uh, go ahead and check that out. Um, you'll definitely be blessed by that series. Um, I want to also do something that I haven't done yet on any episode, but I want to make it a habit to do. And I want to give a special shout out to, um, amazing ministries. And the first is of course, the one I attend, uh, which is transformation church, um, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, man, we are um, in an amazing series called FU. Yes, I, I said FU, which actually stands for Forgiveness University. And when I tell you this series has been, it's, it's just a blessing. Um, pastor Michael Todd, who's our who's our lead pastor, I mean, the man is going in and, and really helping us move forward in life, and especially around forgiveness. Enrollment is still available. Uh, Services are on Sundays. Pre-show starts at 1045. You can visit at www.transformchurch.us. Or go to YouTube and search Transformation Church, and you'll see all the information you need to see there. Website can also get you connected there. You don't want to miss that series. And then I also want to give another shout out uh, to an amazing ministry that's that's really just getting started. They're really growing, really building. And my brother and friend, uh, Pastor Sam Hamster and his wife Taylor, um, who I had Sam on a few months back on the podcast. Their uh, ministry is called Anthem Church, and they're in Hammond, Indiana, and they're doing a series called We the People. And when I tell you, you don't want to miss that series either. Um, Sam is going in. We're talking about unity. He's talking about how can we be more unified. And I'm telling you, during this time is is something we all need right now is more unity. And so their services are 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. So if you're in the Hammond, Indiana, Chicago area, check them out. Um, or if you're not, you want to watch online, you go to www.weareanthemchurch.com. And you can actually also same thing, watch on YouTube or Facebook Live or, or when they uh, stream on Sunday. So those are two awesome ministries that are just really teaching on some timely things right now. And I just strongly encourage you to, to really get connected to those ministries and, and and let God really pour into you through those pastors. So Special shout out to Transformation Church and Anthem Church out there in Hammond, Indiana. Um, before we jump into this message and this new series, I want to just give you a glimpse, give you an outline of what you can see from Vantage Point for the rest of this year. And I, I really struggle with doing this, but I really feel like setting people up for what they can expect going through this year, because this year has definitely been full of unexpected things. So just with this podcast, I want to give you some expectation and what you can see going forward for the rest of this year for 2020 for Vantage Point. So today, for the month of October, we're going to j- jump off in a series called What is Love? We're going to get deeper into that in a minute, but we're, we're going to go in around the topic of love and what it is and what can we take from it, especially in these times that we're in right now. So we're going to get into that here in a minute. Uh, November um thinking of fall thinking of seasons change that's exactly what the series is going to be called in november it's going to be called seasons and we're going to look at how to identify navigate different seasons in life we're going to have some amazing um, some amazing guests who have learned a thing or two about navigating seasons in their own walk in life and so they're going to give us some great insight that i know is going to help you as well and then to close out 2020 uh we're going to look back at the year and not so much at the events, but we're going to look at our response to those events in a series I'm going to call Perspectives. And the one thing you just need to know about the series, the biggest thing is going to be the overarching theme, which is don't walk out of 2020 without uh, new perspectives. So much has gone on this year and so much has been learned, so much has been seen. And so that series is going to really serve as some encouragement for us um walking into 2021 and not being such a rush to get out of 2020 without leaving with some new perspective and new thoughts so all of that's coming up on vantage point but like i said for october we're going to kick this series off it's going to if the series is called what is love with a question mark because it's a question right we want to know what that is what does it mean and we're not going to really focus what I'm going to focus on this in this series is godly love. We're not going to go into uh, a whole lot around like relationships and things like that necessarily. We may touch on it a little bit, but really getting to the core of of love, getting to the core of what it means. And so actually, just to give you some backstory, this series was actually slated um, for February 2021, which made sense, right? February, Valentine's Day, Love Month, all of those things. But After I did a series, uh, about two series ago, called America Divided, I felt um, there was still something to be needed, something to be said, and I feel like right now, love is probably the last thing on a lot of people's minds. Um, It's so much going on in our world. We got politics, racism that lead headlines every day. Um, Pandemic is leading, the pandemic is leading the headlines every day, and then on top of that, the other issues we have in America when it comes to poverty, violence, and so much more. And I really wanted to take some time and dig into this topic and really get an understanding of what the Bible says about love and get a different vantage point of what that looks like. And love is something that Jesus talked about quite a great a great deal in the Bible. Um, and especially as Christians, it's our responsibility to love, even though we're in a world filled with things that don't seem to align with love or even be op- opposite of it. And, you know, we didn't get specific parameters that we typically put on love, like, you know, political or political party or what race are you or, or what things do you like and don't like? And then, we, you know, we make these conditions um, when it comes to love. But what I really want this series to do is really start to peel back this idea of love and really what did Jesus mean at the root? when he talked about love, when he explained those things in whether it was in parables or, or an actual application, what did he mean when he said the word love? And so I want to start this series, um, in the book of Mark. That's where I want to get started here. And we get to actually see someone ask Jesus about commandments. And he's, uh, this gentleman is a religious, um, one of the teachers. And he, he asked Jesus a question and, Jesus gives him an answer. And that answer is going to be the basis of this message is part one of what is love. And so we're going to go Mark 12, um, 28 through 34, the greatest commandment. So one of the teachers of religious law was standing there listening to the debate. He realized that Jesus had answered well. So he asked of all the commandments, which is the most important? jesus replied the most important commandment is this listen o israel the lord our god is the one and only lord and you must love the lord your god with all your heart all your soul all your mind and all your strength the second is equally important love your neighbor as yourself no other commandment is greater than these The teacher of the religious law replied, well, said teacher, you have spoken the truth by saying that there is only one God and no other, and I know it is important to love him with all my heart and all my understanding and all my strength and to love my neighbor as myself. This is more important than to offer all the burnt offerings and sacrifices required in the law. Realizing how much the man understood, Jesus said to him, you are not that far from the kingdom of God, and after that, no one dared to ask any ask him any more questions. So the title of this message is for part one: What is love? It's loving loving God and your neighbor. And there, there's two things that I want to touch on with this uh, with this um, scripture real quick. Is one. Unlike many, you know, we we see a lot of stories where religious officials are asking Jesus a question, and most of the time we see that they're typically trying to trap him or trying to get him to say something that contradicts the law or contradicts what their belief is. And this is one of those rare times that there there really isn't an indication that this this um, teacher is trying to trap Jesus. He's simply just asking him an honest question: What is Uh, the most important commandment of all of them. Simple question, right? Um, But the scribe is also asking um, not which commandment is first of many, but rather um, which commandment defines the core of Torah law, right? And so what stands at its center? And is there one law, basically said a different way, is there one law that is key to all laws? And when we look at the depth of this scripture, um, let's break it down a little bit, especially in verse 30. So reading again, you shall love the Lord, your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind, this is the first commandment. And so when we back up here, um, when it talks about you shall love the, the, the meaning of love there is agape, right? We've heard that before, right? There's the, that's the, the, the epitome of love, right? Agape. And so that's where it where that means there. So you can really even read it as you shall agape the Lord your God with. And specifically with that with, it means out of or from, right? So you shall agape or love the Lord with or you or the Lord, the Lord your God out of or from your heart your mind, your soul, and your strength. This is the first commandment. And so that really brings me to my first point is that loving God with our heart, soul, mind, and strength is loving God with all we have. You know, it isn't enough to just say we love God and, you know, man, I go to church or I do this and yeah, you know, I know God. No, 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 no. Like our actions have to say it as well, right? And when we think of this type of love, that's what agape is right agape requires action it requires us to demonstrate our love in some practical fashion right and so when you really break it down even further you know the person who participates in prison worship or a person who loves god will try to obey him this is what that agape looks like this is what action looks like when it comes to love whether it's through worship whether it's through obedience whether it's through service to god these these actions are not meant um, for our benefit to get, you know, they're not conditional, you know, we don't worship God. So he blesses us. We worship God because he is God. And that is what we give. We're giving him praise. Um, we don't obey God just to get something we obey him because we trust him, his word. And we believe that he went beyond a savior to us. He didn't just save us, but he was also our Lord. And we don't serve him for notoriety or fame. We literally serve God, Because it's what we can give out action to him, you know, giving a homeless person something or doing something for someone that is that is out of that service is out of our love for God. Um, And remember the second piece of that verse. And again, we talked about with right. It means out of or from and what we have on the inside of us, we connect it to our love for God. And it is expressed in whether, again, volunteering, worship, prayer, leading a Bible study. You know, when I think about this podcast and I think about what I'm doing, um, what you're listening to right now, this is out of obedience um, of what God said to do, but it's not, but it's also done out of love um, that I have for God. And not only that, but what I have, what love I have for people, because, you know, there's no seeking fame out of this. There's no seeking money from this. You know, I do this. Um, because I want to see people changed. I want to see life change. And if I can share a little bit and, and give a little bit of perspective, a different vantage point, even um, of the God who changed my life, who changed the way I look at love, who changed the way I look at a lot of things. Um, if I can help people get connected to that God, then that leads to them meeting him in a different way. Um, and that's that's where my drive comes in. It's it again. It's I don't. This isn't something we do um, to get fame. When we really love God with all of our heart, out of our heart, out of our mind, out of our soul, out of our strength, we're doing this for Him, not necessarily us. And really, when you think about it, that really leads me to. The second point, the second part of that verse, because he gave another equally important piece of that, right? And it's loving our neighbor. And so, my second point is loving your neighbor is bound to loving God. Um, the definition of neighbor, as most of us may think, you know, it's someone living or located near another person, right? Leviticus nineteen eighteen says, "Do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against a fellow Israelite, but love your neighbor as yourself." The understanding here is that neighbor is someone like us, right? Someone that looks like us, sounds like us. And that's easy to love somebody, right? That's easy to show that agape love to somebody who I know, you know, you believe like I believe you. um, You may even come from the same family, you may come from the same race, whatever that is, right? That's easy. We got that, right? But let's take it a step further into neighbor and what that means. Uh, When you think about the Good Samaritan in Luke chapter 10, that broadens our definition of of neighbor and it includes people who are outside our usual circle right and so looking at Luke 10 31 to 13 it says Jesus answered by telling a story there was a there was once a man traveling from Jerusalem to Jericho on the way he was attacked by robbers they took his clothes beat him up and went off leaving him half dead luckily a priest on his way down the same road was on his way down the same road. But when he saw him, he went the other way. Then a Levite religious man showed up and he also avoided the injured man. And isn't it funny, like we luckily a priest, right? Because you would think a priest, a man of the cloth, a man of faith would have extended an arm of compassion and fellowship, but he saw him and went the other way. He wanted nothing to do with it. And then another religious man shows up and he avoided him too. I don't want nothing to do with this, right? I I don't, I, I can't. I I won't do nothing with it. But then we go to verse 33. A Samaritan traveling the road came on him. When he saw the man's condition, his heart went out to him. He gave gave him first aid, disinfecting and bandaging his wounds. Then he lifted him onto his donkey, led him into an inn, and made him comfortable there. Isn't it interesting? The person who we assume is not connected to God shows the love of God through his actions. He didn't ask the man what happened. He didn't care what he looked like. He didn't care what his wounds looked like. He literally gave him first aid. He literally touched his infirmities. He literally physically touched where he was hurt. He didn't just kind of look at it and man, maybe you should do that, or maybe you should figure it out, or maybe you should, maybe you should wrap that band. No, he literally bandaged his wounds for him. He literally his heart, right? Out of his heart, out of, he helped this man and not only he not only gave him healing, but he took him to a place of safety and made him comfortable. Dare I say, when you really love your neighbor, there should be a level of comfort, there should be a level of security in that neighbor, no matter who he is, or who they are, right? Because this one isn't a family member. This Samaritan doesn't know this man, this is a complete stranger, laying on the side of the road, beaten and and half dead. And yet this man comes to him and meets him where he is, right? And, you know, the one thing I, I love is Jesus doesn't stop there. He, he didn't stop there when it came to neighbor, right? That's another level of neighbor, but there's another there's another definition of neighbor or another layer, I should say, that um, I would say for most people, this is probably the hardest one to comprehend. This is probably the hardest one to show love, to love your neighbor. When you think about love your neighbor, and most of you probably know where I'm going if you kind of already started to put the pieces together. Um, this is, this is where we let other things cloud our agape love. This is where if we're grounded and I would even say deeply rooted in loving God, we wouldn't let our emotions and feelings turn this into conditions and expectations. And so I'm going to read it from two different translations, but Matthew 44 and 47 says this out of the NLT, it says, but I say, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you in that way you will be acting as true children of father of your father in heaven for he gives you his sun for he gives his sunlight to both the evil and the good he sends rains he sends rain on the just and the unjust alike if you love only those who love you what reward is there for that even corrupt tax collectors do that much if you're only kind only to your friends How are you different from anyone else? Even pagans do that. And I love the way the message version breaks it down. You're familiar with the old written law, same scripture. Love your friend and its unwritten companion. Hate your enemy. I'm challenging that. This is Jesus talking. I'm telling you to love your enemies. Let them bring out the best in you, not the worst. When someone gives you a hard time, respond with the energies of prayer. For then you are working out of your true selves, your God-created selves. This is what God does. He gives his best, the sun to warm and the rain to nourish to everyone, regardless the good and bad, the nice and nasty. If all you do is love the lovable, do you expect a bonus? Anybody can do that. If you simply say hello to those who greet you, do you expect a medal? Any run-of-the-mill sinner does that. And when I read all three of these kind of levels of neighbor, it, it really leads me to, to really give you a different definition of what neighbor is. And what we started with is, you know, someone that um, is someone like us, but I would challenge you or even submit that the new definition of neighbor, when we can roll with it as believers and as, as true, love, true lovers of, of God, is the definition of neighbor is any anyone and everyone from your biggest fan to the distant stranger to your loudest enemy because loving your neighbor means looking beyond ourselves it means looking beyond you to see their need and taking actions to help with those needs whether that's your closest friend that's your your dis, whoever it is distant neighbor diff, distant stranger Needs, needs can be tangible, practical, meaningful. They don't have to be grandiose things. They can be simple things. Right. And one thing I, I, I want to touch on, um, and I feel the need to say this because one of the things I feel like, especially right now, um, and I even posted this because if you've watched the news the last couple of days, wherever you're from in the past, almost week now that, you know, the president of the United States tested positive for COVID And I felt an immediate urge to post that, you know, we as Christians are instructed to pray for those in leadership, whether you agree, again, Jesus didn't say whether we agree with them, whether we like them, whether we, our job, our job as Christians, one of them is to pray for people, right? And the easiest need we can give anybody is prayer we open our mouths and we pray. But please, please hear me. When we pray, specifically in that example, right? I don't know the full needs of the president at all, other than what I see, right? And in that moment, the prayer is healing. That has nothing to do with me, right? So if you're going to provide prayer, even to an enemy or even to this, be be mindful. Don't pray for that person to fit into a narrative for your comfort, because praying for others is going on their behalf to God to meet their need. It's not going on their behalf to meet your need, right? Some people, just real talk, they're always going to be your enemy. They're always going to be a strength. You're not going to meet all the 7.5 billion people in this world, but you can hear about an earthquake in China and you pray for those people. They need pray that their safety, pray for their safety, pray for their, you know the that you know they don't have any more whatever the whatever the prayer is that they get the things they need, but it's not a prayer like I'm not going to pray for my enemy to you know somehow contract an illness and then make the Lord make them see the error of their ways in Jesus' name, Amen. Like that's that's fitting your narrative, it doesn't fit that person's narrative, right? So you pay you know in that same example for the president. I pray for revelation. I pray for healing. That's what I pray for. And I know people, some people listen to this won't like that and that's okay. But that really leads me to really, you know, close out this, this, um, this episode with a question, you know, where, where are you in this moment? Um, you know, is it, is it hard to love God because of what you may have been through? or what you see on a daily basis in the world and in your own life? Or is it hard to love others because of what they believe or what they see or what you see them do or who they support politically or anything like that? Or do you have, or is it a struggle for both? Because you see what's going on in the world and you may ask yourself, how can God love the world with this going on and that going on? But then he expects me to love people and, and as we get deeper in this series we're we're going to we're going to tackle some of those questions we're we're going to try to that that's what God has has given me to do in this and, and really is going to use this series to help people and i want to share this story i spoke to a friend of mine recently who attended a family function out of state and he reached out to me and he shared that just this horrible experience he had with his family now again his family um that you know, he, he got nothing but dirty looks and they were making negative smart aleck comments and all of these things. And when I got done reading, I was like, man, that that's not cool at all. Like what is going on? And it was all because he made the decision to wear a mask during the, these events, during this, this wedding, during this thing, and we we kind of both said the same thing just a little bit off. It was like, man, you, you got to pray for them and you got to show them love. Like it's, it's, it sucks that they don't understand or they make a choice, not even the choice to not wear the mask. We're not even talking about that. The The fact that they make the choice not to love you through your choice is the real problem there. Because see, I'm sure when you heard that, you you immediately thought about the mask. But the problem isn't the mask. The problem is how can you look past the mask or not the mask to still show love for your neighbor? Like, that's the foundation that this that these commandments rest on, right? God is, a, and it's funny, and I'll point this out, like, this, it's no coincidence. Like, God is a God of order, right? And when he answered this teacher, the first thing he said was love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. That's the foundation that all commands rest on, even the one that's equal, which is love your neighbor, right? And that's where we, the more accurate of a picture we uncover when it comes to our issues, the more precise God can be when he intervenes and connects us back to him. And I'll end this episode with this quote I found just in in this, and and it's very interesting. It says this, it says, get the center right and the circumference will come right. In other words, love, love of God will result in love of neighbor. And I'll add this piece to it. The result of the latter depends on the depth of the former. So the result of us loving our neighbor depends on the depth Of our love for God. Thank y'all for rolling with us again. Um, we're going to be back next week and we're going, we're going to peel back another layer to this question. What is love? Um, make sure you share, rate, review this episode, man. I love you all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you again for rolling with us. We'll catch you next week on Vanish.